Hi, everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats. I am so glad that you are here for our first full episode. I'm really excited. I just want to add this beginning part for a little disclaimer. I am new at this, and so I apologize for any audio issues or editing jumps that you might hear. I promise that I am learning, and I know that we will be growing together and hopefully getting it together in the next couple of weeks. But I'm excited about our conversation, um, so please enjoy. and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at the scripture from different angles, historical context, spiritual application, and any kind of relevance to current events in the hopes that we can come away with some kind of inspiration or insight. Just a little about me, I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister. I have a master's in theology, and if you want to learn a little more, I've recorded a little separate introduction that you can listen to. But right now, I want to introduce my guest. I am walking and talking with my friend, whom I've known for over 20 years, which is insane, <laughs> <laughs> Maria Sousa. Hi, Maria. Hey. Thank you for being here. I don't get to see you often, so this is nice just to hear your voice and chat. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for the invite. Of course. So tell us a little about yourself and what you do. Sure. So that's crazy that we've known each other that long. Um, it's awesome. So Julia and I go way back to the Catholic University of America um, as undergrads. And um, so I, I'm a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. Um, I'm a mom and a wife. Mm-hmm. I have four kids, um, a 13-year-old. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> Um, a new 10-year-old, um, an 8-year-old, and an almost 6-year-old. So, uh, That's um, insane to me. You and I um, at Catholic U studied media studies, so yeah. we are we have that background. And you, you, we both actually use our degrees, which is most people can't say that. <laughs> we do, I know. And I love it because oftentimes when I'm telling the story of what I do and what I studied um, to my interns and to, you know, other people, um, I often use you too, or I talk about, um, I'm not the only one of my friends who still, um, uses our degree or, or used it to get to where we are now. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful that we got to do media together. I'm still in the digital space, um, manage a team of people, um, as a director. So, um, I've got a a crew of adults that I'm in charge of at work and a crew of children that I'm in charge of at home. Um, and you run out like a boss. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my kids told me the other day that sometimes when I'm on the phone with my staff, it sounds similar to when I'm talking to them. I don't know if that's good or bad, but (laughs) so maybe my book someday where I talk about management and parenting. We can write a, we, I have, yes, we have so many overlaps. I want to write a book. We should both write books. It's going to be great. Awesome. In our free time, we will. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. In the free time. Our um, next, our next adventure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, you're such a prayerful, I mean, your family is so beautiful. You, you grew up in a very, um, spiritual Catholic, holy family, prayerful family. And so, um, I can't wait to talk scripture with you. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I, I feel like as Catholics, we don't do this enough. Um, we don't go to the scripture and like dissect it. Um, I think like we should. Um, I think anciently Bible studies were a thing, um, but I think um, lots of other Christian friends of mine do it better than us. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this because I think Catholics get a bad rap of not knowing our scripture. So mm -hmm. we're going to look at scripture today. We're going to look at it backwards and forwards. Um, so do you, we are doing Micah chapter six, verse eight, which um, was recently um, a reading for mass this week. And it just kind of struck me. I thought this would be one that we could um, apply to today and kind of dissect and you agreed. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. this, this passage. I don't know if you have any history with this passage um, at all. No, I don't. Um, but I did think that it was a challenge, which I'm always up for. So mm. um, I think it does have some very practical current day applications. Um, and I am excited to dive into the history with you too, because I, um, I think you, you figured out a lot more than I did on it. So, um, we can, we can cross notes here. Cool. Awesome. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and read Micah 6, 8 for us. Absolutely. So this is the Catholic translation, um, from the USCCB. So there's a couple others, but I think this gets all the words, um, that we need for the conversation. So, um, you have been told, O mortal, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do justice and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. Amen. Um, oh. <laughs> my translation's a little bit different. Mine oh, is, um, I know I love it when there's different um, yeah. Bibles, and I don't really have people, I'm like, you can use whatever Bible you want. So. <laughs> It's pretty similar, but mine says, you've been told, oh man, so instead of mortal, they use man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do the right and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. So a couple little word differences there. But um, so just to give some historical background, um, and like if you have anything you want to jump in with here, um, I teach Micah kind of when I teach this, teach uh, prophets to my students. Mm -hmm. Micah is a minor prophet, which just means that he has a smaller book in the prophetic mm -hmm. section of the Old Testament. And he was a prophet around the same time as Isaiah, which was 8th century BCE. And it's right before the Babylonian exile. So for those people not familiar, Babylon was a major power, kind of where Iraq is currently. And they came into Israel. And Israel's divided into the northern kingdoms in Judah right now in history. And they come into Judah, they destroy the temple in Jerusalem, they take important citizens like back with them to Babylon and are capturing people and other people are fleeing. So it's it's truly like an exile. People are fleeing Judah. And so like these prophets are coming in saying like, you know, listen to God, stick with God and you're going to be okay. I've got mm -hmm. you. Like, so it's like they're mm -hmm. trying to encourage, but also like reform. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a little bit of the, the historical background um, of what's going on during this time period. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I also did a little, like, I love footnotes and things like that. So the, my Bible gave um, in the introduction to Micah. In chapter 6, we're looking um, at this kind of excerpt from that seems like Mosaic Law. So it's kind of reminding them of the Law of Moses that they were given um, originally when they came into Israel, which mm -hmm. I think 
this the prophetic the prophets do a lot they want to remind them of what god did for them before because of what's going to come with this exile they want to like remind them and say god did this all for you before so like he's got you yeah. you know um so that's kind of what i think um is going on around here if that gives any helpful context <laughs> yeah that's great i was also looking at it um and one of the footnotes that i read um was that the people are the people of israel asking how to reestablish that broken relationship mm-hmm. with our Lord, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely, I feel like, what um, oftentimes these days um, people are asking, like, how can we reconnect with um, with our faith, with any faith, with mm-hmm. any, um, you know, and just to heal that brokenness, I think, is such a key a key piece of what's going on. Um, but that might be jumping in a little bit too deep. No, um, I think that's, that's great. Um, so when you read this initially, what was kind of your initial reaction yeah. before researching it or anything? Sure. So my first note that I wrote down, like literally wrote <laughs> only this, like question mark with the exclamation <laughs> point. Like that's a lot. Right. It's just a few things, but it's, uh, it's heavy. It's a lot. Right. I was going to kind of go into that with you, too, because it, it does seem very simple, you know, if, yeah. if you look at it, but then you really think about, OK, well, what does it mean to do justice? What does it mean to do to love goodness and to walk like so maybe we can break down some of those things. But what other initial thoughts did you have? Yeah. And then I kept um, I really just kept coming back to the the current day practical application of the things um, probably as um a lot of people, like as a parent and as a friend, as we talk to our kids, as we talk to our friends, as we talk to our colleagues, um, in this current crazy environment, in so many ways that we're all living through, um, and often I come back to, though it seems so simple, we must still act with kindness. Like we must mm-hmm. still be kind. There are so many people that disagree. Um, but we can still have dialogue and we can still have a conversation um, and we can still dissect what's happening, um, but we can't do that unless we're, we start with a place of kindness and equality. Um, mm-hmm. And that's hard mm-hmm. um, because there's so much um, anger and sadness and um, you know, other big negative, um, pieces, uh, pieces going on. And, and we even are challenged. Um, I mean, we feel it as Catholics, as Catholics who go to church, um, and practice our faith. Um, the question comes to us a lot, you know, how can you still, how can you still go? Like, what is it that you still believe in? Like, there's so many things that are broken and wrong and, um, And, you know, and, and so, um, I am continually very, 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 very humbled and grateful for the faith that our parents gave us, that our grandparents gave us, that our families, um, instill in us, um, but it's, doesn't make it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Even yes. Having that, the background that you and I are blessed to have, like, it's still, we look at this and we're just like, oh man, this is still, it's still a challenge. Yeah. And it should be. And anyone who says that, like, oh, no, I've got this, like, 
I would be worried about. <laughs> um, one of the passages I've done for another episode was, um, I don't know if you're familiar off the top of your head, but Philippians 2, 1, which is, and it's about Jesus as this humble servant, that he mm. took the form of a slave, that he was God, but didn't deem God to be something that was grasped, that could be grasped, yeah. um, but took the form of a slave. And so that idea of humility um, I feel like comes across here too. So like when we're talking about walking humbly with our God, we have a God that is humble, has taught us humility. So all we really need to do, all we really need to do, but like <laughs> something that we can model from him, like he's given us the model. Yeah. And so if we are looking at what he did and the example he left for us, then that's a good start. Yeah. Um, and, and this idea that he's walking with us, not just above us or mm -hmm. You know, so that that kind of when I was talking to my other friend about that passage it, and then reading this, I'm like that humility yeah. is so key. And we have that example in in Jesus. But Micah is, like I said, writing before Christ. He's mm -hmm. um, a lot of the prophets are foretelling what the Messiah is going to be like. And Micah does do that a little bit in other passages. He kind of foretells what the Messiah and the Savior are going to be like. So that's kind of a cool thing that. That Micah does too. So I think we can relate, you know, I'm not too far off to say that this connects to Christ, you know, because all yeah. of this stuff points to Christ. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about like the current times and justice and that we need to start from a place of fairness and equality, which I could not agree more with. So I think mm. that I, I don't understand how people don't want that, that they don't want to start from a place of equality. You know, I, that blows right. my mind. So as Catholics and as women who read the scriptures and, and, and want to do this to, to please, like how, what are some ways do you think that we can encourage or, or how can we, how can we lead that example to start with kindness and equality? I know that's another big question, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How do we do, how do we do justice, Maria? How do we do that? I know. <laughs> so I think it starts with, with one-on-one -on -one personal relationships, mm -hmm. which is the same way that it would go with our relationship with Christ, right? Like, it's got to start with um, that innate human behavior to want to connect with other people. Um, and I think that when, and I see it because I feel as if, if there's a blank slate and you meet someone new and you can connect to them, um, you know, just in that genuine way, right? Like you're a kind, thoughtful person. Um, even before you get to the things that you might not agree on, if you establish that, then yeah. those other conversations are so much, um, they're not necessarily easy, but they're yeah. easier, right? Because you've established that, um, commonality. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, and that's so well said, and that's so right on. I think the problem is right now, it's hard for us to find that place of commonality. We, yeah. we come in hot. We come in. We come in with yeah. the differences, and um, it's so true that if you if you do find a common ground, I find that even in my classroom with my students, you know, if I just find a common ground, I'm going to pull them in more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so it's hard with social media. You know, you don't get to have that kind of one-on-one -on -one interaction that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's hard in quarantine <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. It's kind of why I'm doing this. I'm like, this is a this is a way for me to connect with people um, and reach out to people. But 
um, you're absolutely right about the, I think you're right to start with justice. We need to start with a common ground and find what we do have in common before we can yeah. talk about the, about the other issues. Yeah. When I even remember back to when we weren't, um, when we could interact with people much yeah. more easily. Um, and just hearing, you know, um, hearing my kids talk about people, friends of theirs, you know, and then, um, and they don't go to Catholic school, so they don't even have that, like, pretty basic, like, everybody's on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they would, you know, find a kind friend or someone that, you know, they just really could tell cared about them. And some instances, they eventually find out that, you know, they are Christian and they do have faith in their family, you know. And um, But in other circumstances, it doesn't even come out. And I think kids are a really good example of that, um, especially young children, because, um Typically, they just start from a place of something in yeah. common. They play soccer yeah. together, right? They play the same instrument or they have the same, you know, funny jokes they tell in class. And then that's how they connect with one another. And I was actually having a conversation with the kids, um, a couple of them, as we were waiting um, to eat dinner this after, this evening and um, just kind of said, they were like, what are you doing? Are you nervous? You know, get in on a podcast. And I said, no. And I read them the, the scripture. And they said, that's it. It's so short. And I said, well, same, similar to what we're doing. I said, let's break it down. And we really only got through the first, you know, yeah. um, to act justly. And what does that mean? We always tell us to treat everybody the same, mom, right? <laughs> it's true. Um, and there's so much that you can gain from that. And I know it sounds, again, like it sounds so simple, um, but it's hard. And it's also, um, but it's also so important. Um, oh, my gosh. You're so good. I love <laughs> that you discussed this with your kids. It's so true. I mean, we've been talking for, you know, a, a while now just on a couple of, of lines. And um, right before this in the passage, um, it's like I'm looking at verse six. It's like, with what shall I know before come before the Lord with? And it's talking about this idea of sacrifice, because back then they would literally bring like animals and, in you know, non monotheistic religions, maybe bring like people to an altar and sacrifice because they thought they had to do that to please God. And so I also love about this verse. It's like, no, you don't have to do any of that. It's not about those exterior things. I want the interior things. And it's about intention. And that's something that I kind of wrote down when I was reading this. Um, We have a God that is humble and has humbled himself. And we also have a God that's not concerned with the exterior stuff. He wants the interior and stuff. He wants your, what's your intention behind it? So you can do all these rituals you can do all these sacrifices and, you know, mortify yourself and whatever. But like, if you're not doing it with the right intention, mm-hmm. then forget it. And I think that's something that we can probably check ourselves with these days too. It's like, yeah. what's, what's your, what's your point? What's your point with posting that thing? What's your point with like doing, doing that action? Are you, right. what, you know, what's your actual intention with this? And I think that might be a way too, that we can, um, look at the scriptures, just like be more intentional with our actions and thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, no, I love that, right? Because if you just act without thinking through what your, you know, mm-hmm. kind of what your plan is, which we mm-hmm. all do, um, sometimes we make really easy, you know, simple mistakes that we could have not made had we had better yeah. intentions, right? Kind of mm-hmm. thought it through. Um, and again, like that. I think my kids think I'm a broken record when I say that, but I, I always say to them, like, it doesn't really matter how they react. It, it What matters is how you came into that conversation or that mm-hmm. um, 
disagreement, whether it's with their siblings or with their friends or with us <laughs> as they get older, mm-hmm. they challenge us too. Um, totally. But I think we as adults even, um, you know, we can challenge each other, but we need to come into that conversation, into that challenge with the right intention and with the right mm-hmm. – um, also I feel like that – hope like so many times I have felt in prayer over the last since March um and in and in mass thank God most recently um Mm -hmm. coming back that message of hope and the message of um coming to our Lord with what we have and what we know but also then being hopeful for him um to help us get through it too and the hope I feel like is not there enough. (laughs) Yes. Um, Right. So if we're, if we're doing this, if we are loving what is good, okay. It's because I'm kind of breaking this down. So we've, we've covered the justice, we've covered the (laughs) humility um, and the doing what's right, but to like love goodness. um, I think that's where the hope piece comes in, you know, to, to love what is good. We, we need to have that hope in order to do that. Um, What's yeah. been, uh, this is kind of off, but I'm just curious. So you all have been able to go and to attend mass now, or like in person? Yeah. So outside, um, early mass at our parish, um, it's been awesome. Um, so they have an they, they do have one of the masses outside. Um, and so that's the one we've been going to. It's where we feel the most comfortable. Um, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Um, and you feel like a sense of hope because I know when I went back my first time it was it was scarier than I thought like I was so so ready like I was so ready after like being locked up during Lent and Easter I'm like we so my first mass back was Pentecost and I was like this mm-hmm. is gonna be amazing Epic. and then I yeah. got there and it felt I was you know that's the nerves and like the anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. were still there so I don't know I was a little now I'm I've gotten a little more yeah. used to the new normal but um, yeah I don't know um I I, I also feel like the scriptures over the last couple of weeks have really been um, speaking to me in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's nerve wracking as a parent, like to bring your kids back to mass and, yeah. uh, and not having interacted with people that close granted with distance and wearing masks and all of the things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually feel like I'm more concerned about the priests and the the elderly population at our parish and kind of the people that are more vulnerable, um, protecting them even more than, um, than, than us, I would say, but, um, still that, that concern, it's a calculated risk, I guess. But, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think we were anxious at first, very anxious. Um, but really felt like, um, the Eucharist was mm-hmm. just as wonderful as, you know, you yeah. kind of remember. Um, <laughs> I know I, I needed that community cause I, yeah. I don't, have, you know, I live by myself. So I, yeah. I was longing for that community. It was great to be able to watch, you know, on, on my mm-hmm. computer for a long time. And I got to connect with priests and watch masses that I hadn't yeah. you know, seen, seen in a long time um, through my computer, but to actually go and connect with community. But then I was bummed because when I got there, you're not really, you know, you're six feet apart and you're all wearing masks. You have to like kind of usher out right away. You can't yeah. like hang out. And so that was kind of hard. But now, like I said, since I'm used to the new normal, I'm just grateful to, to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't a no, no, I, no, I like it. It's 
this week is like you're right the readings have I've been amazed like even living the Easter season kind of through mm-hmm. quarantine I felt like it was it was just I don't know fitting um and the readings were very inspirational and this week it's been a lot of prophets uh the daily reading so it's another reason why Micah I thought stood out because they were going through this tough time as well of exile and um you know we can relate a little bit to that but differently mm-hmm. um so that's why I was looking forward to applying this to our modern day it's and an, an, one last story about this um I have a bunch of friends down here who are not necessarily Christian or Catholic or practicing anything um and we have a little uh, Christmas exchange where we do like a secret Santa everybody gets a name and usually people get me something religious because they know that I am and one <laughs> one Christmas uh, um, a sweet girl got me this t-shirt with this verse on it um that like it was like you know do justice act right oh love others and i've never really had a connection with this passage mm. before but i have a t-shirt with the passage awesome. on it. But i think it's awesome too that she like she even identified it and she kind of explained it you know i didn't just get this because it's religious but because like you know i believe it and like yeah. you believe it and it, yeah. you know, anybody regardless i think of creed can yeah hopefully say we want to do what is right and we want to love goodness <laughs> and, you know yeah yeah and so I would say the funniest thing about when I when you sent it to me and you first you know you google I googled it to see if I could find you know a couple different translations but what appears at the top is all of this awesome stuff swag signs t-shirts <laughs> that you can get for your home and for your family um with with the you know it kind of like as a as a motto or a moniker you know mm-hmm. um and i think that's why and i i keep talking about my kids but i think that's why they they were like well it's what you always say to us you know mm-hmm. um because i do i think we do like just turn to like just treat people the right way it, fairness and justice mm-hmm. um and got like love and mercy i know we didn't really talk about that but, um, like to love tenderly to, to, um, now you're singing the lyrics of that song <laughs> I know. <laughs> for those who are acquainted and ministers, like Maria and I myself are into music, but there's the, we are called song that yeah. is used often a Catholic mass. It's pretty much this verse. It's like called to act with justice, to love tenderly, to walk. Humbly with God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and maybe that's why there's a bunch of stuff that printed on it because it's also a song or psalm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I also the last thing I, I think that I wrote down that we didn't even we didn't even touch on, but I think we've um, we've kind of talked around it is um, the walking humbly with God in the sense of hope, but also being open to His mm-hmm. will. Um, which kind of brings everything back, right? Because I'm sure that his will is um, fair and just, mm-hmm. right? Um, his will for us. And so um, maybe that's our next our next podcast. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I, I think it's also hard when you're, um, you know, I feel, I feel like we're kind of stuck. We, I, the kids say that. So we just feel like we're kind of stuck in this situation, right? My five-year-old always says, well, after quarantine, which, like, who knows when that will ever right, be, right? right? And so she, like, tries to relate. Like, I think in March when she, we had a couple birthdays, and then every, everything shut down, and then my birthday was in April. 
and so was yours. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so she, she kind of heard me being like, well, next year I'll celebrate my birthday. Right. Like, we'll just skip this crazy number that I can't believe we're already at. Um, we'll celebrate it next year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we can go to the big number later. Um, and, uh, and so she's like, well, mom, that's fine. Because then in August after quarantine, of course, we'll celebrate for my birthday, a big birthday party. And you can invite your friends too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are like, I don't think the kids having a very big birthday party either. Um, but there's gotta be, and, and this is again, I think how I related in my brain earlier, there's gotta be a way that there's, there's something good that will come of this. Like there must be a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's so hard to wrap our very feeble brains around that. Um, but I think that's also, again, where the hope has to come in, right? We have to be hopeful that this will pass and we will be stronger and, um, there will be a reason maybe we won't know it for a long time, but, um, hopefully the goodness and the justice, I think with that, you know, starting to see it. I mean, I think one of the reasons, you know, quarantine has certainly turned into something. I mean, there's nothing we could ever expected, but I think we have seen some of these movements, you know, like black lives matter and, People have had time to sit with these issues and and are now, you know, I like what you were saying. It's like you're, you're using your daughter, but you're saying, like, we can't just wait. We have to yeah. act now. And I think because we've had the time to sit with these things, people are acting. And so maybe you're right. Like, I hope you're right. I hope that um, some of these unjust systems that we have in place, we can um, – start to change and and start to talk about these issues of loving and goodness and and Mm -hmm. being humble you know I think we are starting to have those conversations which is hopeful yeah I think yeah (laughs) we have to hope I know well thank you so I mean this was really good I, I you know I'm glad we did this verse and if you want to come back and do another verse if you think of something else that you want to talk about we can we can do another yeah episode. let me know if you can fit, fit me in with your very popular schedule and all your people I mean, that's why I'm doing this man I got I got nothing <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say about this verse or your life or no I <laughs> I no I um thank you for um for asking me and and thank you for being such a great friend. And, um, I know it's been a hard couple of months, um, but I have appreciated just, just the little, um, chats and, and, um, text messages here and there that we've had just to keep, keep each other in mind and grounded. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate, um, you and, and our little group of prayer warriors, you know, I think, um, there are very few groups of, um, people that I can kind of call on, um, and ask for prayer and know that they're on it. Um, so I hope you feel the same. Likewise. Of course I do. I'm, I'm so grateful for, and I, I, it should like, we didn't have the typical college experience at all. There have been times in my life where I'm like, we really did have a really weird college experience, but it's because we were, we've built these foundations. And so then we're able to have this community now that you're speaking of that I can, in these moments where I need someone, you know, we may not be around each other all the time, but I know that I can go to you girls and to, um, you know, our friends that we built that foundation with. So I am very grateful for you as well. Yeah. (laughs) And next year we'll have to redo our, our wine tour of Virginia. 
Yes, of course. Can you believe I, that was I, a year ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that the wineries are open again. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I think that they are, but I'm. Is it? It's sad. I'm not even ready for it. I'm not. I'm not ready for the wine country yet, but mm-hmm. we will be. We will be. <laughs> well, thank you, Maria, and um, for those of my listeners that use Twitter, I do have a Twitter account that you can check out and tweet and. Um, if there's a scripture verse that you want to discuss with me, um, I'm definitely open to talking to anyone. These are meant to be conversations. So I am at Miss Struckley, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. And feel free to tweet me. Maria, do you have, do you want to? You I don't use it. I've got it and I don't use it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks, Julia. Bye.